Let's do this. Welcome to We Live on a Planet. I am your host, Patrick. It's a personal journal with a variety show flair. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. If you're coming back, welcome back. This is episode 564 I'm working on. Title in this one, Love Yourself First. Love yourself first. You have to do that. Currently, let's put one in for the archives temperature-wise. It's 58 degrees Fahrenheit in the fine city of Oswego, right in central New York, right on the lake shores of Lake Ontario. Feels like 58. High is going to be about 78 degrees Fahrenheit. We don't have many of these days left. Winds are currently out of the southeast, 5 miles per hour. I want to apologize to and come out and say sorry there is no YouTube video being recorded right now on this episode. So I apologize. <sighs> it causes me a lot of anxiety to do it. I don't know why. We'll talk about that later. But it is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022, when I'm recording this one. All right, stick around when we come back. We'll dive into our quote and all kinds of other things. We'll be right back. Thanks for stopping back. Not that maybe you went anywhere. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's our quote. Like I said, this is episode 564, give or take. I don't know about my math-wise. Love yourself first. And the reason why I'm titling this one is from a quote from beloved Fred Rogers, also known as Mr. Rogers. If you're old enough like I am, you grew up watching him. He said, you can't really love someone else unless you really love yourself first. I know that sounds corny and it's from Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, but it is so true. You really can't love someone else unless you love yourself first. And you have to love who you are, where you are in your life and what's going on and be happy to look in the mirror of who you are. And I think that's a problem with a lot of us. Social media has put us into so much pressure to live and look a certain way. And um, everybody's different. Everybody's unique. And once you start comparing yourself to others, you're setting yourself up to failure. I know that I've set myself up to failure many, many, many times just because of comparing myself. So yeah, you can't really love someone else until you love yourself first. Thank you, Fred Rogers. And I wanted to welcome Singapore. Hello, Singapore. How are you? Good to have you here. You've been here before. You've listened to We Live on a Planet. We have ranked the top in the top one. Ranked number one in the personal journal selection of the Apple Podcasts in Singapore. I couldn't believe it. I was feeling very grateful, thankful, and thanks to you all for listening, you and you out in Singapore, you out wherever you are. I truly appreciate you. It means so much to me. It's humbling. A lot of times I can't believe it. 
I'm not ranked number one in Singapore anymore, but I was. That was my top rank, my peak. I peaked at number one. And that's out of a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts out there today. So to have that was pretty groovy. You know what else is groovy? The Buffalo Bills won Monday Night Football, opening Monday Night Football here in America. NFL, not soccer, football. I know you call wherever you are in the world football, soccer, soccer, football, confusing. But I'm talking about the NFL, the National Football League, and they won big over the Titans, 70, or excuse me, not 71. That would have been a blowout. 41 to 7. 41 to 7. The next is the Bills versus Dolphins. Bills heading to Florida, heading to Miami. And the both teams are 2-0 right now. The Dolphins are pretty good last week. The Dolphins are my one of my uncles favorite teams my uncle Kevin he always has loved the Dolphins and that's one of the Bills biggest rivals in the AFC and the Bills are my favorite team and I am really super excited to see them move forward they were at one time favored to win the Super Bowl but I think they have Tampa Bay favored and then next Buffalo the only reason why I think they have Tampa Bay favorite is because of Tom Brady. And I am not a Tom Brady fan whatsoever, but I know greatness, and I have to appreciate greatness. He's he's one of the greatest players that's ever played the game. Although my mom will always bring up Deflate Gate, She'll always remind you that he is a cheater, she said. <laughs> so she always always does remind everybody about that, so... Mom, you are the best. We love you. Okay, um, stick around. We come back. We'll ramble a little bit more. And um, then we'll learn stuff, too, because that's one of the things we do here. We live on a planet. We learn things. And I'm also, I know I've said it, but it's me. I have to do it. I have some interviews that I have to get done. One of them has been Aqua Spa for over a year. And the other one is Botified right here in Oswego, which has been open for 20 years. And I want to have Heidi on the show and talk to her. And then for Aqua Spa, Tammy and Terry. And maybe while I'm there, if I either I go visit or I do it over the phone, I would like to talk to their managers, Katie and Terry. There's two Terrys there. One's the owner, one's a manager. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. I got to fuel up on coffee like I need it. We glitched a little bit on our welcome back, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, well. Show is perfectly in perfect. That's for sure. Perfectly in perfect. And uh, one and done. Always unedited, unscripted. I do have show notes in front of me to keep me on topic. I've told you that before. Such as my ears. If you follow the show, my ears are still a little screwed up. My left ear feels fine. It's my right ear 
if I plug my left ear, it's hard to hear out of my right ear. Everything's muffled. The other day I couldn't hear at all, and today I could. So every day seems to be a little bit better. It was I was having an issue before I went scuba diving with like pressure in my my ears, my eustachian tubes. Everything's all connected, and you know your ear, nose, and throat. I was having issues, and so I went to dive. If you follow the show, you know I went to dive, and I was having problems with equalizing my pressure, and I was down to about 30 feet or so, and I was feeling some pain and pressure in my head, and I kept trying to clear my sinuses, and uh, I stopped the dive, kept trying to clear, and then I thought I did clear. I thought the, a lot of the pain and pressure was gone. I still had a little bit, but it wasn't as intense. So I thought I was a, good to go with the rest of the dive. And if you remember, I came up to the surface with a bloody nose, not profusely. It wasn't like pouring out of me like somebody just socked me in the nose or anything, but enough to concern me where I was like, um, this isn't good. But when I did a little research, it's a very, very, very common dive injury. And so I think I'm just recovering from that. It can take anywhere from a couple weeks to months. But it's weird because I have a little bit of tinnitus, or which is ringing in your ear, in my left, or excuse me, my right ear, every once in a while. But... Yeah, I'm getting old. Dang, I'm getting old. That's how I feel right now. Because, like, my eyes as well. It's not only my hearing, my eyes. Without my glasses, I am, like, really, really, really hampered with my vision. And then driving at night, after I drive at night, I have to recover. My eyes feel weird I have like little halos or something I'm looking around and it's like I'm seeing like bright brightness and uh it's weird and so driving at night I don't know how much longer I'll be able to do that my wife's gonna have to probably start doing all the driving at night which she doesn't mind driving she loves driving but I once again it brings me to my very first podcast that I ever talked about that I never knew what I was going to even talk about, which was self-driving cars. If I had a self-driving car, and if everybody had self-driving cars, they'd all be communicating with one another, I wouldn't have to worry about seeing at night and driving at night. And obviously, the technology is still so new, but in my lifetime... There will be driving, self-driving cars, I really, truly feel. And fight me on it. It's okay. It's just my opinion. But um, we'll look back one day in 100 years from now and say, wow, people used to drive vehicles on their own. And if you think I'm crazy, we used to ride horses. And people do, you know, and <laughs> we have cars now. And cars have come a long way since the invention of the automobile. You know, you're not cranking them in the front to start it anymore. I push a little button when I'm in my house and it starts my car. Can you imagine what Ford would have thought about that, Henry Ford? Can you imagine? 
anybody, any great inventor, what they would have thought about our cell phones or such as my Rodecaster Pro 2 that I'm using right now to talk to you, the technology that's in this, give something like this to Beethoven and tell him what it can do, see what he can create. Yeah. Stick around when we come back. We got some more rambling. We'll be right back. So magical. We're back. All right. So I've been debating. I've been tossing it around, throwing it around. I got a lump of clay that I've been playing with. And um, that's a metaphor. <laughs> but uh, I might I might start doing We Live on a Planet once a week. Don't be disappointed. Please don't be disappointed. Um, but I've been just kind of thinking about doing it once a week. Oh, stop. It can be a good thing. It can be a good thing, yeah, because I need to, for my own mental health, do it maybe seven, you know, once a week. I was doing it seven days a week when I first started We Live on a Planet, and then I went to three days a week and then two days a week, and I started this podcast in 2017. That's a long time to put time into something and... It's grown, it's changed, and I'm proud of it, and I love it. It's my baby, it's my child, it's it's a creative outlet for me. It's a way to reduce stressors, it's a way to, hence me, let me bring back to YouTube, I said I was going to talk about that. I, I, I just, I want to make YouTube videos, I really do, and I know that people want to see that stuff. But as soon as that camera is running, I feel really uncomfortable. And that's weird because I was able to shoot a commercial that ran nationally that millions of people in America saw. But it's different. I didn't, there's no feedback from that. There's no how many people watched it. And not that I'm caught up on views, but we're humans and we see these numbers. And so we want to. If you don't get any views, you're like, well, what's the sense? If you do get some views, you're like, well, people watched it, but they didn't comment, so they, either they didn't like it or you second-guess yourself. All this weirdness that happens to me. So it becomes uncomfortable. And when I do We Live on a Planet, it's a comfortable thing for me. I enjoy it. I enjoy coming out and talking to you. Also, though, on that same note, there's times that I, I can't push this red button. It's just too hard for me mentally I'm struggling even though I take medications even though I see a doctor and I see a therapist I struggle with mental health issues and if you were to just kind of know me in passing you wouldn't know it you really wouldn't because it's all the years I'm so used to having it and masking it and being able to compensate for my situations and Life is so much out of control. There's things we can't control. And here's one thing I can control. If it's causing me a lot of stress and everything, just step aside from it for a little while. And maybe when I'm feeling more at ease, I can start making videos again. But my YouTube channel is still there. I feed other uh, social media. I do have a TikTok account which I feed. I have my Instagram, which I'm always using just to promote We Live on a Planet. 
but I do put personal pictures up there once in a while. Um, all the ways to find that, actually, here's a good way of seg segmenting into my website, WLOAP.com. From there, you can find ways to contact me, and it has all my links of all the social media outlets, and um, go from there. But, uh, um, yeah, I miss hearing from you guys, too. You know, I, I love, I, the show has changed, though, you know, so it's not, it, Anchor's changed. It's not a social platform like it used to be. But I miss hearing from you guys. I, I love playing your calls during the podcast and getting the encouragement. So give me a call sometime. I'd love to hear from you over on Anchor. It's really easy. Or you can just use my website, the website that I told you, WLOAP.com. And from there, there's a little phone icon right on the homepage. You just tap that. I just freshened up my We Live on a Planet page. I changed the way it looks, the homepage, for the first time or second time since I created it. And I created it way back in 2003. 17 or 18 2018 I think but I changed it up to orange and yellows and some leaves on it so I just changed it up for the seasons for the color of autumn and maybe that will be a theme of what I'll do at uh, my website is change the background depending on what season we're in who knows that's the way I was feeling that day stick around we'll be right back we'll learn something instead of me just rambling we'll be right back Woohoo! And we are back, and that was Jeff Sharkey in car number sixty-six, just whizzing by us, finishing off the race season at Evans Mills. We'll have to have Jeff on the show. There's another person that I need to get on the show to find out uh, how his race season went. Have him talk to us a little bit and give us some updates about uh, once again what it's like to be behind the wheel of a race car. Wouldn't it be neat to be a race car driver? All right, okay, here we are. Is We are at the History Channel's website. We're going to learn something. This is September 21st, the History Channel. 1780, Benedict Arnold commits treasy. Treasy. <laughs> oh, Patrick. Treason. Even though I should edit, I don't edit. He commits treason. Everybody's heard the name Benedict Arnold if you're here in America. Even if you're not here in America, you've probably heard the name Benedict Colonel. At one time, he was a war hero. Uh, well, not a war hero, but, you know, pretty well um, up there. And then the rest is history. And now his name is synonymous for being a Benedict Arnold. All right. The American language is very difficult, isn't it? It's not for me, but if it's not your first language... Also on this day, sports, 2008, last baseball game played at historic Yankee Stadium. Never been to that stadium. I've only been to New York City once in my life, and it was overwhelming. Uh, I live in New York, but the city is farther away than Buffalo is in Canada. Canada is closer to me than the city. Natural disaster and environment, 1938, the Great New England Hurricane. 
Without warning, a powerful Category 3 hurricane slams into Long Island and southern New England, causing 600 deaths. Devastating coastal towns, obviously. Uh, France, 1792, the monarchy is abolished in France. Speaking of monarchy, Britain, rests to the queen, peace and rest, rest in peace to the queen, and now they, Britain has a king. First time in my life, as long as I've known they've had a queen. She was a queen since she was 21, isn't that crazy? 21, I think. All right, what else do we have? U.S. Presidents, 1939, FDR urges repeal of Neutrality Act embargo provisions. Any of these, I know I say this every time, but you can open them up, find out a little bit more. Um, 1985, art, literature, film, and history. George Clooney makes his Facts of Life debut. He's a little-known actor named George Clooney, makes his first appearance as a handsome, as, or excuse me, as a handyman who was handsome <laughs> on the popular TV sitcom The Facts of Life. He appeared in 17 episodes of the show, which ran from 79 to 88. Remember that show? You take the good, you take the bad, you take the both, and there you have The Facts of Life. The Facts of Life. I remember it. It was weird. I really liked it. It was an all-girl show, but it was just a good show. It was well-written. Natural Disaster and Environment, 1999. Earthquake kills thousands in Taiwan. Here I say it was, well, excuse me about this. I didn't mean to jump topic. Thousands in Taiwan were killed in 1999, and that's terrible. I didn't even acknowledge that. I was jumping back to uh, Facts of Life saying it was well written I, if I were to watch an episode right now I might debate that so sorry about jumping topic to those lost in Taiwan in 1999 that was very cold of me my brain just works weird I wasn't trying to be cold because uh, a lot of people lost their lives sadly crime let's move forward crime 1983, a 13-year-old newspaper delivery boy is found dead. Oh, bummer. These are bummers. And then China, 1949, Mao Zedong outlines the new Chinese government. When he died, boy, the country mourned, that's for sure. All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll get another little... Wrinkle on our brain over at the fact site. Stick around. That song is going to be stuck in my head all day long now, the Facts of Life song. All right, we are over at the fact site channel. Why do sunflowers face the sun? The sunflower is my oldest daughter's favorite flower, which is groovy. But uh, did you know that bees are five times more likely to land on sunflowers facing eastward than one facing west? That was just an interesting little fun fact. But uh, sunflowers, they always seem to direct and follow and turn towards the sun, which I didn't really realize. 
Maybe that's why they're called sunflowers. I thought they were called sunflowers because they look like the sun. But it says, what is helotropism? If you haven't noticed, a young sunflower will always face the sun. The sun tracking is called helotropism. Helotropism is a plant response to sunlight, which corresponds to the direction grow of directional growth of the plant. Sunflowers are thought to participate in helotropism due to an internal clock similar to humans. The biological clock helps the plant to grow to its fullest and receive the most energy possible. What is the complete cycle of helotropism? The movement on the sunflower is often referred to as, let's say it again, <laughs> helotropism. The sunflower head will be facing east at dawn, ready for the sun to rise. The sun rises and the sunflower's head begins to rise with it. As the sun moves across the sky throughout the day, the sunflower head tracks it. Eventually, the sun sets in the west and the head finishes in this position. Overnight, it gradually returns to face east, ready to grow, greet the sun. Wow, I did not know this. How do sunflowers move? When a young sunflower plant is growing, it tracks the sun for ultimate growth, and the stem plays a vital role in this. The stem elongates during the day to support the moving head. In the morning, the east side of the stem will expand as the day goes on, allowing the head to move west. And then at night, the reverse happens, and the west side of the stem will elongate to allow the head to move back east. Why do young sunflowers always face the sun? Young sunflowers need to track the sun to get the optimum energy to grow strong. This is known as photosynthesis, which is the act of leaves collecting the sun's rays and converting these into energy and food for the plant. A lack of sun will leave a plant weak. Tests have been carried out over the years, experimented with sunflowers, and one experiment attaches sunflower stem in one position so it couldn't move oh how brutal the poor thing as a result the sunflower had less leaf area and de decreased biomass once sunflowers reach a particular maturity they no longer track the sun as sunflowers mature they stop tracking the sun this is primary because the overall growth slows as they reach their peak as they age the flower's circadian clock reacts positively to the early morning sun's rays instead of the afternoon sun. This stunts, this stunt in the gr plant's growth means it, its internal clock adapts and focuses on adequate sunlight. Another reason for sunflowers giving up this helotropic way is for bees. And here's what we learned earlier. Bees are five times more likely to land on a flower facing eastward than one facing west. This is because the flower will become warmer quicker from the morning sunlight. Bees perform warmer blossoms so that they can be, will be attracted to these flowers. What are the benefits of facing east? As flowers mature, must ensure its legacy will live on. As mentioned above, it faces east to encourage bees to help it pollinate. The sunlight and warmth encourage the flowers to bloom and produce pollen quicker 
than they were if they were facing west. Many experiments have been carried out to this test the theory through genotyping. Sunflowers also grow larger and heavier seeds if facing east. Well, I think that was cool. We learned a little bit about sunflowers and got another wrinkle on our brain. Stick around. And welcome back. Thank you so much for stopping over to We Live on a Planet. I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough, Singapore, you listeners there, the listeners all over the world and from coast to coast. I thank you. It's humbling for all your years, time, support, and time is the most valuable gift that you could ever give anybody since we're only here one time on this earth. Don't forget about my website. I know I keep pushing it, but I'd like you to head on over there and uh, utilize it and subscribe if you haven't. That way you can get updates on the show. Sometimes I post uh, some random pics on there. I can assure you, though, I'm not going to blast up your email, so you're not going to be uh, wanting to unsubscribe as soon as you subscribe. Mostly you'll get a uh, notice when a new podcast comes out other than that you'll be left alone for the most part. <laughs> it's easy to subscribe. There's just a little subscribe button. And uh, for my YouTube audience, once again, I do apologize. I hope you understand. It's not always easiest to YouTubers and people who do it. Kudos to you. It takes a lot to do. Um, before I leave, too, I wanted to thank Carpe. Thank you, Casper, for sending me some of the new sense carpe really works i'm not being paid to say that i'm not being endorsed by carpe that's the commercial the company i did the commercial for it's an antiperspirant and if you sweat a lot try carpe it works and uh i ended off with a commercial without even knowing it but it was just a sincere i feel casper is He's a co-owner, co-founder of the company, and he still contacts me after two years of making this commercial, and we still keep in contact. So I'm very fortunate for that. So thank you. Remember, you can't really love someone else unless you really love yourself first. So try to do that. Fred Rogers. And thanks for your time. And thanks, Mike, for making this music for me. Until next time, my friends, peace. And do your best to stay curious and not judgmental. I'll talk to you again real soon.